It's time! Drew Doherty and John Harris have their white coats and their goggles on, and they're ready to talk Texans in a different sort of way. Uh, let's go in the lab. Hello, and welcome to In the Lab. The last couple weeks, we've constructed an all-time Texans 53. We're not going to do that today. It's me, Drew Doherty, with my good pal John Harris. John, here's the table of contents. We're going to choose your master's dinner. I'm going to choose my master's dinner. Nice. Then we're going to do a Johnny Tell Me About. Then, okay. and that's where you tell us about a draft prospect. And then we're going to wrap things up in the bulk of this thing, the, the meals, quote unquote, the, the bone-in ribeye, if you will, mm-hmm. will be overs and unders for the Texans' 2019 season. And uh, that's one of your favorites. It's like you put that on a tee and John Harris just – Swings away. Usually, I'm the one that sets the over. I know. And I'm, I know. You're, I'm you're switching flipping it up. the script I'm on switching it up. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. But let's start off with the Masters dinner. When yeah. you win the Masters golf tournament the mm-hmm. next year on what is it Tuesday night? I think Wednesday it's Tuesday night? night. So tonight or when? Yeah, tonight. probably tonight. Uh, because they probably don't want want you. To uh, wait. What's up today? The night before it's, it's Tuesday. Today the ninth. Uh huh. Yeah, it's tonight. So last year's winner. Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed. His dinner this year. He gets uh, all the the big wigs together. They're in Augusta, and what are they having? Bone and ribeye, mac and cheese. What else? Yeah. So they're 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 salads, Caesar and wedge. Uh huh. They have a prime bone and cowboy ribeye. Okay, that's nice. Then their sides are mac and cheese, cream spinach, corn, creme brulee. Interesting. Wow, corn creme brulee and steamed broccoli. Okay. A dessert, tiramisu, vanilla bean, creme brulee, chocolate crunch, and praline cheesecake. Patrick Reed's from the South. Uh-huh. That, that's very clear. You can uh, assess that from his Masters Club dinner Sounds choices. Sounds like he could also be a member of the Texans uh, digital media department because he likes steak. Yes, that's true. That's a good choice. That's what a, would you have on your That's menu? a good choice. You know, one of my favorite uh, meals is when we go to Pride 47. Yeah. I don't, I'm trying not to do as much red meat uh, lately. Um, but when I have a when there's a big dinner, I would I think I would definitely I would definitely do that. I, you know, the one thing I don't get too much at home because nobody in my family really likes barbecue. I would I think I would have Ronnie Killens do barbecue for me. Mm. I think I would have him do just a, an assortment of his barbecue with all the sides that go with it. Um, you know, good mac and cheese. Whether he's got fries or mashed potatoes or whatever the case might be, I think never, I would go with barbecue. For the record, when we go to Prime Forty Seven, you guys never eat more than about. You guys eat about thirty percent of the fries that they give us. It's, I don't order the fries. It's why a waste? Why, it's why, a waste wait, of on, an order. Don't don't put me on that. Wasted our order this Do not, year. Wait, hold on. Do not put me on that. I don't even eat the fries. Those aren't exactly. even for me. Nobody eats the fries. I know. I don't. I don't eat them. I don't even know who who I don't orders. Know why them. we go to a freaking I, steakhouse to order French fries? You I do that I, at McDonald's. I think that's a Jesse Clark pick, but I could be wrong. Stupid on that. pick is what it is. We get we get two different mac and cheeses. Those are good. You get the Brussels sprouts. Those are you, awesome. You love the Brussels sprouts. I'm they're, not. They're not, delicious. Not man. the biggest fan. Um, but the two mac and cheeses with the steak. Do that. I mean, that's enough. Yeah, that's enough because you get the bisque to start. I love. I love our prime forty seven meal. And I, I. I would. I wouldn't be opposed to that. But I would love to have Killen's barbecue. Killen's barbecue. Show those people in Atlanta what or Augusta. Excuse me. What real barbecue is all about? Yeah. That's I, what I would do. I like uh, I like Killen's barbecue. That's you can't lose there. You can't lose with what Patrick did. I would have gone with a New York strip. I like that better than a ribeye myself. Yeah, 
cool with uh, the mac and cheese. I'd get that sriracha mac and cheese. If sriracha they do. mac and cheese is good. Ooh, I'll man. tell you this. I never, I never, you know, I like all kinds of steak. Just give me steak. I've never had Wagyu beef. Uh-huh. I don't know if you have. I have. I had it in New York City, 2012, the night before we played the Jets. And about seven or eight of us that also ate that, we all got pretty violently ill that night. No way. Yeah, yeah. But wow. not so bad that we – I mean, it was a night game the next night, so you're Ugh, okay. But yeah. Brutal. My son had that the other day. I decided I decided uh, my wife and, and daughter were out of town. It was just before my birthday, and I was like, you know, the four of us trying to find a place to eat is not going to be – this is going to be tough. So, Jack – you and I kind of have the same sensibilities food-wise. Let's me and you go out. So we ended up going to Ronnie's place, STQ, mm-hmm. which is over near – It's Rogles, off of Voss. Yeah. yeah, it's right next to the barbecue place at Rogles, which also has great barbecue. And he got the Wagyu beef. And, like, he'll never eat another regular steak ever again. <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. He was I, – I mean, I looked over. You have to sell a house. It was like a 10 to 12 <laughs> ounce steak – Habit, I was like, you're right. Kids have drug habits. He's got a Wagyu beef steak habit. I looked Not over cheap. there, and I'm eating mine, and I look over there, and he's inhaling. I didn't have the Wagyu. <laughs> I had something else. But I'm I'm eating mine. I take like three or four bites, and I look over, and there's like a bite left. You got to put a governor on him. You know, hey, oh, hey, I mean, enjoy this, man. Enjoy it was ridiculous. So, uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, steak, barbecue, I'd be fine with. I'd be fine with either. You could also go Cajun for me, too. Like, if you put down... If you had some some Jago's char grilled oysters, love that. Yeah, that that would. Do I like the trick raw too. oysters too, man. See, I never got into raw oysters. I like some char grilled oysters those for sure. The, those are the best, just char grilled. Yeah, I'd put those on the menu. Those would be like a uh, like the appetizer. Yes, I'd start starter. out with those. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good, that that would be a good. So starter. my amended is start out with the char grilled oysters. Mm-hmm. You got your New York strip. You got macaroni and cheese, sriracha style. Mm-hmm. Got those Brussels sprouts from Prime Forty Seven. Nice uh, Caesar salad, and uh, top it all off with some apple pie. I'll tell you this: I, I the chargoed oysters from Drago's is a starter. One of my sides. Have you ever had the jalapeno corn at the Maris Barbecue? I never have. I need to oh try that. Oh my god! I've I for years would tell Yanni. I said, "Look, my my you know my final meal. Ooh. If it ever comes to that, my final meal." If I had to get it all in one. Like for when you're on death row? Yeah, yeah, for when I'm on death row. Okay. My final one would be Damaris uh, chopped brisket sandwich, jalapeno corn, and his fries. His fries are, Yanni's fries are incredible okay. at Damaris. Those are good. I would put the jalapeno corn on that list as one of my sides. It's fantastic. Smoked Gouda mac and cheese. <laughs> I would go with that. Uh, my entree, I think it would probably be. I would I would want barbecue, but you know what? Uh, in honor of my son, I probably would go with the wagyu beef. All right, I yeah. probably would go with that. It's I got to do darn steak, good. man. I got to do steak. Yeah, steak's pretty good. Speaking of steak, now I'm hungry. The Texans are looking for a steak in the first round, in the second round. They are nice. all through the draft, looking for a good meal, uh, some good groceries to put together for this grocery list for this football team. Yes. So Johnny, in that vein, tell me about Titus Howard. Offensive oh. lineman from Alabama State. You mean the guy that was a quarterback in high school? What? Yeah. He was a quarterback in high school and was recruited to actually play tight end. And then he just kept packing on weight. Time pack- out. Time out. That's worked out really, really well throughout NFL history. It's worked oh, out yeah. well for 
Texans history. Dwayne Brown started out Absolutely. as a tight end at Virginia Tech. Absolutely. Sorry, um, there are a lot of guys that start out as quarterbacks. Jordan Reed, who we saw last year with the Washington Redskins, was a quarterback going to University of Florida. He wore number 11, playing quarterback, and they said, ah, no, we're going to move you to tight end. Played tight end, ended up being a Pro Bowl tight end. There, there are a lot of guys that follow that. Lane well, Johnson. Titus Howard didn't get the tight end and stay. He kept adding weight, adding weight. I played him at right tackle. I played him at left tackle at Alabama State, which is not a place that you would think a ton of players come out of, an HBCU, but will an athlete. And he's still got those quarterback slash tight end slash skill player feet. And I watched him at the Senior Bowl. And he had a couple of rough moments at the Senior Bowl day one. But then he sort of settled in over the next couple of days and, and thought he had a, a pretty good senior bowl. The first day he had to go against – he went against Montez Sweat, and I don't think he was ready for, for Tez. Sweat on the last rep of one-on-ones, Sweat long-armed or stabbed, you just, where you take that one, you kind of speeding off the edge, and you just hit – you hit the tackle or defense, or offensive lineman. You hit him with just a one arm, just boom, one long arm, and Sweat – hit Titus with that long arm and Titus got rocked back and it sweats power just took him over and so everybody was like "Ooh, oh, look at that but Titus really settled in the next couple of days and I thought he played pretty well so when I came back from the combine I watched him against I can't remember one it was one of the uh one of the SWAC teams they played and then I watched him against Auburn in Auburn in the Auburn game he must have faced five six different guys this way Auburn's defense is, the way they rotated guys up front. Some guys quicker, some guys stronger, some guys bigger. I mean, just a, a, a litany of guys, and he just shut them all down. Mm. Just shut them all down. And it was like, yo. And, I mean, Auburn doesn't have – they don't have a dominant pass rusher. They don't have a Carl Lawson like they had a couple of years ago. They don't have a D Ford like they had in 2013. They don't have a guy like that, but they've got some guys that can get to the quarterback that are pretty good, and Howard just shut them all down. I I would love to see Titus Howard for us because he gives you right tackle options. I think he gives you a left tackle option. He's going to play tackle. But it's just a matter of which which side and, and what ends up being the right fit for him. What I would hate is a rookie year where he's bouncing left, right, left, right. He's yeah. going back. I'd like for him to get settled in at one. And then in due time, look, look if he settles in at right tackle, and boy, it's going well, but – He's got to move to left tackle out of necessity. He could do that. That's what he did for Alabama State. But I really would not be opposed. I think I've got him in the mid to low 70s, I think, uh, in the Harris 100. So I don't think we're going to be able to get to him with that pick in the third round. I think if we ended up wanting Titus Howard, we have to take him with either the first-round pick or one of the two picks in the second round. And I wouldn't be opposed. And a lot of times that's how I look at it. When I have a guy in the in the hundred, there are a lot of times I'm doing it for everybody. Yeah. If I did my Harris one hundred it gets for just the Texans, the Texans yeah. I would tweak it based on okay, well they're not gonna look at these guys. That, so you'd, you'd slide him into the Texans. He would he would slide kinda up the ladder yeah. and he would end up being a guy I would absolutely consider at fifty four or fifty five. I okay. think he's a great athlete. Um and with Titus Howard and DJ Reader, you got guys that could throw the football. Some big dudes that could throw the football. We've seen DJ Reader throw it. I guarantee you Titus can because he played quarterback. And if you need him as a third tight end, he's also played tight end too. So there's a lot of different things you could do with Titus Howard. I would be very, very pleased with a pick that included Titus Howard coming here. All right. 
Fair enough. Your pal uh, Maurice Jones Drew and his only mock draft has the Texans taking him in the first round. Interesting. It's neither here nor there. All right. Hmm. Let's do some overs and unders, John. Last year, last year, Deshaun Watson threw 29 touchdowns. Okay. This year, over or under 26. Or excuse Wait, me, last year he threw 26. 26. Right. This year, will he throw more or less than 29? I'm assuming one of those questions is how many games Will Fuller plays over or under a certain number. So if I go over that number, uh-huh. then I got to go over. Because as soon as Will Fuller's on the field, when Will Fuller's on the field with Deshaun Watson – there's almost a guaranteed touchdown going to happen in that game. They've played together 11 times, they've 11 games, and they've he's thrown 11 touchdowns. In those 11 games, I'd like to know how many DeAndre Hopkins has had as well. Uh, good question. Because it's, it's a pretty significant number as uh-huh. well. So I, just off the top of my head, I remember in the game against Kansas City in 2017, Fuller had two, Hopkins had three. In the Seattle game, Hopkins had two, Fuller had two. So it's 11 in 11 games for Fuller. It's probably at a minimum 9 to 11 for Hop in those games. That's 22 right there. Uh, anywhere in 22, and that's at 11 games. I feel like if he throws a couple more in the other five games, then you're talking another. I think he's going to be over. There's going to come a time where that 29 just gets obliterated. And that's the best. That anyone, any Texans quarterback is. Yeah, it's twenty nine was Schaub and ten, or ten nine. or nine, ten or nine. One of the two. I think that number is going to get obliterated at some point, yeah. and I'm hoping it's twenty nineteen. It would be kind of nice because then he can just keep obliterating that number. But I think he gets into the thirty category. I'm going over. Okay. Over. Over. All right, the tight end position. All players who are tight ends, mm-hmm. so Fells, Griffin, yep, Aikens, Thomas, and Aikens, yep. Maybe one of them's not there. Maybe there's another a rookie added to the mix. Okay. But the tight end spot as a whole combined will catch six and a half touchdown passes. I'm over gonna, or under? I'm gonna go under. Think so? Not not because I don't think they'll produce. You think the wide receiver is gonna gobble yeah. up those scores? I think I think the wide receivers get some. I think they'll probably be in the four or five range. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that big baby will get all of them. But he had four last year. I do think I do think the tight ends will will with Aikens and Thomas and Griffin in particular, and, and we'll see with Fells. It would be interesting with Fells, like how much of a pass receiver he, he is or what they need him to be. I mean, really, he's a good pass protector. It's kind of interesting from that perspective. But but he's caught three touchdowns each, I think, three of the last you four have, years. You have options with the tight ends, which is nice. But I think what's going to end up happening, just looking at those 11 games that Will has played with uh, Deshaun and DeAndre in that game, how many big plays were there? There were a ton, a ton of big plays. They're scoring way outside the red zone. And even when they got in the red zone, they were they were running that zone read, hit the slant across the middle. I mean, that was that was total money. It's been money since they've had Deshaun. So the receivers I think are gonna get the lion's share. I do think the tight ends will remain will remain productive in the passing game, but I think the big plays get them in the end zone, and I think that's where that's where they're gonna have uh that's where that the receivers will really kind of take over. I would I I wouldn't be surprised in that number over twenty nine if Hop and Will both get over ten. And if they both get over ten, shut it down. It's crazy because no Texans receiver had double digit receiving touchdowns until Hopkins in twenty fifteen. Yeah. So 15. the first thirteen years of your franchise you didn't have that. That's 
bananas. Uh, I think six and a half. I think the Texans tight ends are going to hit that. I really do because Fells is a big target, and I think he, I, I think people are sleeping on him. I think he's going to end. And then I think Jordan Akins didn't catch any last year. I think he will catch some this year. I yeah. think Thomas will you know keep keep producing. He's another big target. Yeah. I think they're going to hit it over. I think they're going to hit that over. I, I'm just going to I'm going to mildly disagree with you, John. That's fine. I would love to see them hit We're the friends. over. We can still disagree. Nah, it's to, I mean, if I, the running backs get involved in the I, passing game like they're supposed to, and Kiki is back healthy like he's supposed to be, and Will and Hop get to the number I think they're going to get to, I think you're talking about double digits for both of them. I'd like to see Kiki in at least the 5-7 to seven range, which would be fantastic. And then, you know, running back gets a couple here or there. I do think the tight ends get 4-5. So I think you're talking about 32-33 touchdowns for Deshaun uh, at that point if he's obviously – uh, playing all 16 games, so I, I just I feel like the number six and a half is a good number because I feel like you know like four, five, six even is a good number for that group. How about this number, 1300 Ooh. combined receiving yards for Will Fuller and QT? Uh, it's over got under. I'm I'm going over. Okay, now that's fingers crossed, but I'm going over. If if they're both healthy for 16 games, they'll obliterate that number. I mean, I think Will in 16 games, even if Will catches only 50 balls, he'll be he'll be near a thousand yards. Uh, but I think he's going to catch more than that. I think he's proven that if he's healthy, the way that he was playing receiver last year, how refined his game has become. Then you throw in QT, you know, one of these, one of you know, look, he had 11 catches at Indy the first time, and he had over 100 yards. He ends up treating it's almost like a run game kind of thing. But it's like you know, if he's catching eight nine balls, you know, it's going to be you know, 70, 75 yards at a minimum. He's doing that each week. Will's doing his thing each week. I think you got an opportunity to go well over 1,300. All right. Plus or minus last year, turnover differential, Texans were plus 13. They had 13 more takeaways yeah. than they did turnovers. That's really high. That was second best in the NFL. It's yep. a really, really, really good season. So let's – I'm going to recalibrate. Do you think the Texans are going to be – over or under plus six next year turnover differential. You, if you're plus six, you're still in like the top. Yeah, five, you're still top pretty 10. good. Yeah, I mean you were really smoking in that category. So plus thirteen last year, you get more than halved, but you're still a six over. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. Oh boy, that's tough. Isn't it? I'm I think gonna that's go, the toughest one. Okay, so here's my logic. I'm gonna go under. Here's yeah. my logic. With, you can still have a great season if you go under. There's that. no question. There's no question. But I feel like with Will and Hop, when those two are on the field, I feel like Deshaun takes more chances. Mm-hmm. And when he takes more chances, it does lead to bigger plays, but I think it does lead to, to some turnovers at times. The one thing this the one thing that that our bat well, at least Lamar doesn't do much. Now Deontay did fumble in the Eagles game, so he's got a, his his Ball security's got to be much better this year. And you don't know what a rookie might bring in from that perspective. But they didn't fumble the ball much. And when they did fumble, it wasn't really the cause of just being lazy with it. The only one that was that you would go, oh, well, was the Dallas game with, with DeAndre. He had the ball in one hand. It got popped out. Lamar fumbled in the Giants game. And then, obviously, Deshaun and, and Lamar kind of botched the, the handoff, the first handoff of the year. But other than that, they really didn't fumble the ball. The only times they did were when Deshaun got hit, like against Philly. Chris Long hit him, hit him from behind, he fumbled the ball that way. But they really don't fumble the ball. But Deshaun will take chances throwing it. I do think that 
last year, turnover-wise, man, they were just ball hawks. They were all over the place. But you're adding in Gibson, who I think can be that way. Uh, you're adding in Bradley Roby, uh, who hopefully in man coverage can make some plays. So I do think that you've got the opportunity to create some. You still have Watt coming off the edge, and he created a ton of turnovers last year. So I feel like talking myself over plus six, I just think that getting to that number, doing it back-to-back years is so hard. Really hard. It is so hard. But I do feel like getting it's going to be under because I do think the offense will take more chances because Deshaun knows he's got hop and will, and so he's going to take more chances trying to get the ball to those two guys. So um, I'm going to say under that plus six. Okay. God, that kills me. It's okay. Me. It's okay because next week we're going to do the defensive plus minus okay. over unders. So okay. you hold on to that because okay. I got some good ones cooked up there. But uh, to recap, you think Watson is going to go over 29 touchdowns? Mm-hmm. I'm throwing touchdowns. Throwing touchdowns. Okay, because he counted for 31 last year on the tight end spot, catching a combined six and a half touchdowns. You and I disagreed. You think it's going to be under? I think they're going to be over because I think the the number's going to rise. Yep. Uh, Fuller and QT, I'm with you. I think they're going to crack the 1,300 yards combined receiving yards. And then plus minus the Texans were plus 13 in turnover differential last year. Will they be over or under plus six coming up? You think it's going to go under, but it's just, you think it's going to be under because you think they're going to be more aggressive and might turn the ball over just a little bit more. So next week, we're going to get into the defense. John, thanks for going in the lab with me, bro. So of course, man, as always, brother. <laughs> Woo! <laughs>